Get your day started with a breakfast full of positive music, fun, inspiration and so much more. Rise and shine with Felon DJ. Weekday mornings on Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. It's my privilege to introduce you to the legendary Martin Niles from the Australian Christian Lobby. How you doing, brother? I'm very well, Matt. How are you going? <laughs> very good, thanks, mate. Now, uh, I've uh, seen... You on the telly and on Facebook a bit over the last week. You're at the National Press Club, and uh, yep. uh, it was uh, quite a big day. Tell us how it went. Oh, look, it went pretty well. Uh, so um, I was at the National Press Club to uh, debate Fiona Patton. Uh, for those who don't know, that Fiona Patton is an upper house member in the Victorian Parliament. She was there uh, infamously or famously, depending how you look at it, uh, as the leader of the Australian Sex Party for some time. She's rebranded that to the Reason Party lately. But she has a long history in, um, you know, all that uh, adult entertainment, uh, prostitution, all that kind of stuff. And she's also a spokesperson for the um, National Secular Lobby. And so she was there in that capacity. Obviously, we bring very, 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 very different views to the table uh, when it comes to a question like religious freedom, which is what the debate was about, particularly this bill that's up uh, in the federal parliament at the moment. Um, and look, some people, if they go and watch that, it was at the press club, it was live streamed on ABC and Sky. Um, you know, there was a lot of attacks made from her against Christian people, effectively saying, look, this bill which licenses, you know, Christian people to not be sacked for making statements of belief outside work, uh, which is a pretty reasonable thing in my view. Uh, she says, oh, it would license all kinds of malice and bigotry and hate and no, that's just not true. It's a very confined exception. And, um, you know, there's a sense that uh, there's a lot of people out there saying, oh, well, you know, religion is bigotry. And, and I had to make that point and say, look, uh, bigotry and malice and hate is, a, is something that people will perpetuate. It's not a religious thing. It's uh, it's a people thing. And, um, you know, this statement of belief protection is a very reasonable thing. It just means the next easy flower can't happen. It just means that if you're outside of work and you talk about your faith over a coffee with somebody, your employer doesn't have a right to do anything about it. So it's a very reasonable thing to do. And she raised a lot of examples, too, which were just false. You know, uh, there, there's a lot of you know, stuff out there about, oh, well, it would allow a, a, you know, a dad to say to his son, you know, son, uh, women shouldn't have leadership roles over men or a doctor to say to his patient, oh, look, um, uh, you know, your disability is a result of God's judgment on you and, and stuff like this. And I just sort of said at the press club, what do you people think we believe? Like, <laughs> you think we're all nuts? <laughs> this isn't, these aren't realistic statements of faith. Uh, and besides which, newsflash, neither of those things or any of the other examples she raised are currently illegal. So the bill does not affect the law on that stuff anyway. So mm. lots of false arguments raised, lots of innuendo against religious people, uh, not a lot of substance. So... Uh, I think it went reasonably well. And I saw a little video clip on the Australian Christian Lobby Facebook page uh, where Tim Shaw from 2CC in Canberra uh, asked you a question. Now, some of our listeners may remember Tim Shaw from the Demtel TV ads. He used to say, but wait, there's more. Here's some steak knives. Uh, some people might recognise him. <laughs> but he asked you a question. He said, you know, Izzy Falao's got hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter, but he only follows three people, and you're one of them. <laughs> and uh, you, you stood up and, and spoke up for Izzy because a lot of people have misunderstood him, haven't they? Oh, look, that's right. So Tim basically pointed that out and he said, give us some insights into your uh, relationship with Israel Folau. Now, Israel's a friend. Uh, I don't divulge um, you know, private conversations with friends and so on, so I didn't go too far into the details. But I did want to say that um, you know, I've had a lot of interaction with Izzy over the last uh, few months, and I tell you what, you will not meet 
uh, a kinder, more gentle, uh, humbler, more decent man in all your life. Um, there was not a bad word against him from anyone on the team. He's never uh, been accused of misconduct on the field or off the field. There's a reason for that. He's a really good bloke, and everyone who meets him loves him. And I was just pointing out that, you know, with these anti-discrimination laws, with this corporate activism, with all the things that are going on at the moment against people for speaking, it guarantees that no one's ever going to sit down over a coffee with someone like Israel and meet him and know him. What are they going to do instead is sue, vilify, uh, drag his name through the mud, attack him in the press, attack his family, attack his wife, attack his church. None of the stuff written about all that's been true. Uh, and, 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 and really just defame the man. And I, I hate that aspect of this, this, this public debate. I hate that aspect of yeah. what's going on. And to know the bloke who's been so desperately affected by it has uh, really given me some fire in my belly to, uh, to keep protecting him, to keep uh, standing up for him. Mm, good on you, mate. Now, I, I did hear earlier today an interview with Christian Porter, the Attorney General, about the religious discrimination bill. And he was saying that, He's never going to keep the three groups happy, the LGBTIQ community, the religious community and the business community. He said they're the three uh, main groups that are lobbying uh, for their point of view with with regards to this. Uh, And I was thinking, you know, well, the good thing is we do have a fairly conservative government. So hopefully things, uh, you know, hopefully they're going to take into account the religious view. But what what are your thoughts on, uh, on those three uh, groups that are lobbying uh, for their spin on this uh, legislation? Yeah, look, I think that nobody's going to shed a tear for the business community because effectively what they're saying is that uh, employees, employers sorry, with a turnover of more than $50 million a year should be able to regulate what their employees talk about in their private lives. Now, come on. I mean, that's, that doesn't pass the pub test on any measure. Uh, we're not, you know, people are not their slaves. They're not their serfs. You know, they can't control Mm. their whole life. Uh, You know, they might like to think that everyone in their workplace is sold out to their brand and their corporate marketing. No, it's not the case. People live their own lives. They're their own people. So I I really think that one can be dismissed quickly. Um, Then, of course, it comes down to LGBT uh, versus religious. And I I wish it weren't. You know, just nobody likes it being like that. But the LGBT groups are basically saying the entire bill needs to go. We don't believe in conscience rights uh, and we don't believe in free speech rights. And they don't. They just they just don't. And they're very clear about that. Uh, whereas, of course, there's the religious groups saying, hey, well, hang on. You know, we think that this is a pretty reasonable thing to do. I think it comes down to this, Matt. I think it comes down to are the concerns that the bill seeks to address real or not? If they are real, then the bill should address those concerns and address them properly. If they're not real, well, let's forget the controversy. Let's drop the whole thing. Mm. And the main thing the LGBT groups are saying is that they're not real concerns. But I was able to say at the press club, for example, you know, the clause in there about statements of belief, that's off the back of a real case, Israel Folau. The clause in there about um, uh, there's another one that says, you know, when you speak, you're not going to be in breach of an anti-discrimination law. That has come straight off the back of the Archbishop Julian Porteous case. They're real cases. We're familiar with dozens and dozens, about 75 others that have taken place in the last couple of years. I told some of those stories at the press club. The only reason I'm in support of some of the objectives of this bill is because they act- it actually does address genuine and actual concerns in the community. Mm. So for that reason, I think the government should stop worrying about who to please. They should ask themselves, what is the concern and how can we fix it? Yeah, brilliant stuff, mate. All right, well, let's move on to another subject. Uh, a big weekend where the uh, the March for Life 
was on in Brisbane, and I saw uh, Wendy Francis and Lyle Shelton, a whole bunch of our friends there, with thousands. Also, there was the March for Babies in Melbourne. Uh, pretty big attendance uh, when you look at... Uh, and, and also looking at the, the way that they protested compared to the so-called Extinction Rebellion group, a bit of a different flavour, wouldn't you say, Martin? I'd call it night and day, Matt. <laughs> you know, nobody was arrested. Nobody was dragged off screaming. Nobody was doing interpretative dance in weird face masks. You know, it wasn't. It was. Uh, it was all very normal. It was normal Australians with uh, with uh, you know family people. Uh, you know, quiet Australians. It was uh, you know just just productive and decent members of the community getting together and peacefully, quietly, respectfully. Uh, making known their support for life, and you know what more, what more beautiful thing is there to support? Um, mm. There isn't anything, uh, and so I'm really encouraged about what's going on in the pro-life space in this country. Uh, I was uh, at the Stand for Life rallies in Sydney uh, that were had uh, during the debate on abortion there, and just the overwhelming size. Uh, I have never done this, uh, but I got up to speak and I actually had a sharp intake of breath when I when I saw the size of the crowd and I actually felt all of a sudden very small. Um, <laughs> and that was awesome. And then I see the pictures from Brisbane just uh, the other day. Then I see the pictures from Melbourne. Both had, you know, record turnouts. And I think to myself, yeah, you know what? The media didn't report on this today. But if this, if we, if we persevere and if we keep growing, there will be a day when they cannot ignore what is going on here. Mm. Uh, so I'm very optimistic, and I'd say to people, you know, we're in this for the long game, and we're in this, you know, not not just to win straight away, but we're in this because it's the right thing to do. Mm. Um, and I'd say commit to it, keep committing to it, keep showing up, and one day, you know, maybe we'll have something, you know, on the scale of the March for Life in the U.S. and you can see how big that is and how they're kicking goals uh, on pro-life stuff at the moment. So I'm very optimistic. You know how I reckon we could get some good media coverage for this? I reckon maybe some interpretive dance by Lyle Shelton. I think that would get the cameras... <laughs> Mate, that would go viral. <laughs> Lyle, if you're listening, uh... <laughs> let's let's text him. Let, let's line let's that up. That would be great. The idea. We'll line it up next time. Maybe you can do a rain dance for us. <laughs> okay. On another uh, more serious subject, uh, the euthanasia legislation in the upper house of the WA this week. Uh, what's the latest there? Uh, well, look, uh, there's euthanasia on the move uh, in WA. There's talk about it in Queensland. Um, you know, I think it, in WA in particular, it, it's really going to come down to whether or not um, we can get the numbers to block it. Um, the, it's, it's not a good bill. I mean, the AMA has actually come out rejecting the bill, not on principled grounds of saying we're totally against euthanasia, but just on the grounds of saying the bill's unworkable and inappropriate and it safeguards. Uh, and one of the things they highlight is that, yes, you need two doctors to sign off uh, on your desk if you want to be euthanized. Uh, but the doctors don't have to be financially independent of each other. And so you could, in theory, actually have a euthanasia clinic or you could have, you know, a euthanasia section within a medical clinic where you have two doctors paid by the same person working in concert, both signing the paperwork and killing people. Um, now, that's not an ideal situation. They say we strike off doctors all the time for misconduct. You know, you've got to be very careful because doctors do do the wrong thing. There are such a, such a thing as, you know, rogue doctors. Um, and I think that, um, you know, euthanasia itself is wrong. Um, you, you should never intentionally take the life of another person. It goes against the grain of the Hippocratic Oath. Um, and also it opens up a whole, uh, you know, infested, infested rat nest of slippery slope problems. Mm. Uh, and you see where it goes in, in, in other countries um, with people just now dying on demand for all sorts of things. It's a dreadful culture of death. 
that it promotes. But I see in Australia worrying signs that we already are starting off a little way down that slippery slope, uh, which is very real. I mean, lack of safeguards in the bill, but also you, we saw the euthanasia advocates um, really celebrating um, the uh, you know empowered death of Dr. David Goodall from Perth, uh, who went over to Switzerland to die, uh, the scientist. And I sort of said at the time, well, hang on a second. You're holding this guy up as a paragon. Uh, well, what was wrong with him? The only thing that was wrong with David Goodall was that he was old. He was 104 and he had no other health concerns, which mm. is a great blessing on the guy, actually. But uh, he had no other health concerns. So we, our mindset is already too far down the line. Mm. And I think it should serve pe- to people as an war- early warning of what comes. Well, I'm so grateful for the Australian Christian Lobby speaking up on these hot topics. And in Queensland, people have until midnight tonight to sign a petition calling for the Queensland government to fix our palliative care system before they introduce a death system, uh, and it finishes tomorrow. So I actually signed this last week. I got an email from Wendy Francis. I signed it. Uh, over 7,500 have signed so far. Uh, it's important we speak up on these matters, hey? Oh, absolutely. I mean, people always need to, even if we don't you know, win every skirmish and stuff like that, people always need to take comfort from the fact that as we speak up and as we continue to speak up, that groundswell uh, of Christians uh, and voices makes a difference in politics. You know, I was at the National Prayer Breakfast this morning here in Canberra, uh, and we had the Governor-General and the Prime Minister and the Opposition Leader and all the senior politicians show up to the National Prayer Breakfast. They were nowhere to be seen last year. Uh, I mean, Scott Morrison wasn't PM at the time and different Governor-General and everything, but they weren't there, and and the Prayer Breakfast itself was half the size. What's changed in 12 months? Well, actually, it is that people of faith have spoken up a few times. They spoke up for Izzy Folau. They spoke up at the election. We got a miracle result. They've spoken up in the pro-life rallies. Don't underestimate the power of how your voice and your continued voice and your continued sustained effort can change the climate in politics. So if there's an opportunity like this to sign a petition, get on it. Do it straight away and keep going because, uh, you know, good things are happening. Well, if people do want to sign that petition, they can search up the Queensland Parliament website and uh, contact the Australian Christian Lobby if you want the, the details, they can pass it on. Uh, let me just uh, jump back to the prayer breakfast there too. Uh, I did interview uh, David Hurley many years ago, and All he right. shared about his daily Bible reading habits and his love for the Lord. Um, praise God, we've got a Christian Governor-General and a Christian PM. Can you believe it? Oh, mate, it's brilliant. <laughs> and I've got to say, I go into these things with low expectations because I expect them to be very sanitised and political. I tell you what, went in today, sat down, looked around, thought, wow, you know, all the king's horses and all the king's men have shown up for this. Uh, and it's because everyone wants to be identified with faith now in politics because of the power of, of that constituency that's been realised. Uh, but also um, you have two men of genuine faith and the prime minister and the governor general who got up and spoke. And the governor general, man, we had scripture, we had gospel, we had like it was it blew my socks off. I was so impressed. What a great guy. Mm. So good. Uh, God is raising up great leaders, and uh, and it's because of you know many people speaking up and and faithful prayers uh, being answered. Mm. Uh, so wonderful to see. Absolutely. Now, the ACL National Conference coming up Saturday, uh, October nineteen. Still time to register, hey? Yes, there is. It's going to be a big one. It's in Sydney International Convention Centre. We want to fill the joint. 
um, and we've got Izzy Falau coming. We've got a whole bunch of other less famous versions of Israel Falau, people who have you know faced the cost of their faith and have testimonies to tell. Uh, we've also got myself speaking. We've got Wendy Francis speaking from Queensland. Got a brilliant fellow called Dr. Stephen Shavora that I'd like to introduce to more listeners, and also an international speaker, um, someone again I'd like more Australians to know about, a fellow called Dr. Peter Jones, uh, who uh, interestingly enough went to school with John Lennon played in a band with John Lennon and ate fish and chips with him on Penny Lane. So uh, wow. <laughs> he's, uh, but he's a great Christian man and he's got a, a wonderful story to tell of how to understand Western culture uh, as it's emerging before us. So that's going to be a masterclass in standing boldly for Christ today in Australia. Um, and I'd encourage people to come. It's only 28 bucks. We've still got seats. I want to fill the place up. And, uh, you know, there's, it's a big venue and uh, it's going to be exciting. Once again, the website is acl.org.au. People can register now. And it's going to be a big day. Uh, any chance we could line up a radio interview with the, this guy, this international speaker you've got lined up? Oh, yeah. I think, actually, he's already done one with Neil. I don't know if it's gone to air oh, yet. Oh, good. But, okay. Uh, yeah, I think that Neil did manage to get some sit-down time with him. But, oh, uh, oh look, if you want another one, because he was over the phone last one, if, uh, I mean, from overseas. If you want another one locally yet, yeah, no worries all right. at all. Well, Peter well, is my, available. My people talk to your people. Uh, and uh, before we go, <laughs> mate, uh, this month we've got a special focus of... Uh, rain, repentance and renewal, prayer and fasting. Mm. And we're asking different Christian leaders to pray on the radio. Now, praise God, we had a little bit of rain across the weekend, but we still need more. Uh, Would you lead us in a prayer for our nation, mate? Yeah, I'd love to. Heavenly Father, we come before you now, and Lord, we turn to you uh, at a time of need uh, in our land. Uh, Lord, we know that you are sovereign over all things. Lord, we know that you hold... Uh, Even the climate, you hold the rains, you hold the creation in your hands, Lord, for in you all things consist uh, and have their being. And Lord, you are the author of all things. And so, Father, we turn to you now and we acknowledge our great need. And Father, it's times like these that we know that it is you uh, and you alone that is in charge of these things. And we as creatures are very small and there are things that are beyond us. And so, Lord, we turn to you and we look to you and we, Lord, ask that rain would come. But Father, we pray too. Uh, that your people in this land uh, would repent. And, Lord, that within your house, within your church, we pray that, Lord, that there would be a turning to you, a reliance on you. Lord, we've seen the prayers of your people in the election and so on and the fruits of that. Lord, we pray that it will continue. But, Lord, we pray also that it would spill over into a real reviving of this land. Lord, that there will be many who don't know you, uh, who would be drawn to you, drawn in humility uh, before you. Uh, and, Lord, even that this need of rain and other needs on our land, Lord, that it would turn people's hearts uh, to yourself. Uh, and, Father, we pray that this whole nation would repent, this whole nation would be renewed, and your spirit would come and revive it. And, Father, we pray as well that that would be seen not just spiritually but physically as well, and that rain would come, and that, Father, the drought would break, uh, and that your people would find blessing uh, in you. Lord, we commit this to you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Martin Niles from the Christian Lobby. Thanks for your time, mate. God bless. Thank you, Matt. My pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.